Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, podcasting again. Um, Batsy and I don't know each other that well, but we just had 10 really fun minutes chatting about all the things, life and body. And (laughs) I love it. So we know each other mostly through our coaching community. Um, and Betsy Jensen posted, and what are your like mind body? What are you on body, body and mind life coach, body and mind life coach. Yeah. Um, so she posted something in a uh, group we're in recently, and I immediately was like, okay, please be pro-abortion and come talk on my show. I don't know what you're, <laughs> I don't know what your um, opinions are about abortion, but we need to talk about this thing on my show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, yeah. I'm so honored to talk here. Yeah. Thank so thank you so much. And what you posted was about regret and intuition and the intersection of those and how we can like recognize them and be able to do some more letting go. And Betsy, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Um, But for the audience, like what we were talking about before we started was, you know, as per the name of your coaching, (laughs) right? Like the mind-body connection. So this episode is going to be somewhat focused in um, talking about regret and intuition, but then also like our mind and our body and those kinds of connections. So let's go. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience in whatever way feels right today? And then we will let the conversation unfold. All right. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. I'll briefly introduce myself, Betsy Jensen, and I have always loved the mind-body aspect, the mind-body approach. I um, studied psychology when I was in college and then went to physical therapy school. So I was always Mm. into the mind and body. And I was a physical therapist for 20 years and really loved that, had no problems with Mm. it. I really loved it. Um, And then I developed some some intestinal problems turned into ulcerative colitis. So Ooh, um, we have that in common. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> Keep so, going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it kind of led me down this road. I actually had someone who was in, um, in school to be an osteopath tell me that most autoimmune things are psychosomatic the way that she phrased it. And so she, she, and I loved that. I was like, yes. I was like, that is great news for me. Cause you know, I wasn't into like just taking medicine for the rest of my life. If I didn't have to Me either. (laughs) dealing with, you know, literal the crap of that disease, like it's horrible, but, um, so I was super excited actually. And so started finding some books. Um, there's, there's some 
kind of more current research out there, but I found John Sarno, who's kind of an original, and he mentioned ulcerative colitis in his book, Divided Mind, as one of the things that you can heal from. So um, I was like, okay, sweet. I want to learn this approach. I want to learn all about how our thoughts create changes in our bodies, because mm. we know as coaches that thoughts create our reality and our business and our relationships and our money. But then there's this mind body division. We're somehow taught that like, you know, our bodies are these mechanical things with levers and buttons and they just are mechanical. But what we actually know, you think of placebo studies, what we believe has a greater impact on our body most times than you know, what is structurally there. We even know there's always neuroplasticity in our brains and there's epigenetics. Even our genes are changing. <laughs> okay. So I've even heard from some, some physicians that they don't even order some of the lab testing, like allergy testing anymore, because they can be so different from day to day. Oh, interesting. Right. So anyway, I started on that approach. I found that, and, and I was actually having some problems in my relationship too. So it was like, I found a bunch of things at the same time, coaching, well, coaching I'd known about a little bit before, but the mind body approach, it hadn't really helped me with the mind body approach. Cause I thought I just had something, you know, phys physically wrong that yeah. no one knew why it happened, but it just can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, turns out it was just cause I was super, super, super stressed. I just had my fourth kid. I was working full time. You know, I was putting a ton of pressure on myself to be perfect as, mm -hmm. you know, a, a working mom and like, I could never even your body literally like, get rid of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Even talking about it, it's like a little tensing up right now. It's like, Ooh, that was a, such a stressful time. And, um, so I learned about that and then, and Joe Dispenza, he was really influential mm -hmm. for me as far as, you know, you can really change physiological, you know, he, he explains all about you know, down to the cellular level, what's going on. Um, and then, and then I found about the law of attraction with a secret. So I kind of started this whole transformation as I was getting divorced and, um, really lent, started leaning into my intuition and, um, you know, my emotions and, and, uh, really caring about, you know, how I thought and how I felt and what felt best to me and really coming into alignment with myself. Um, and that mm -hmm. involved, you know, stopping people pleasing in a lot of ways, creating mm. boundaries that I hadn't, um, just stopping all the crappy self-talk about myself, you know, starting to believe in myself, just all these kinds of things. Um, again, at the same time that I was working on this healing and it, it just, I, I saw the connection with, you know, being in integrity with myself and my body feeling its best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so the, and so you healed your body. I'm assuming. Yeah. Was that the, yeah. Was that the I mean, super end to this story? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I want to know. I'm perfect. <laughs> um, no, it's, <laughs> we're always going to have, you know, aches and pains, but I don't have chronic issues. So yeah. when I got my last colonoscopy, they said I was disease free, mm -hmm. but you know, they don't really say like, oh, okay, you know, you're never going to have a problem again. Just keep coming back and checking in. Yeah. But um, it's my barometer. It's yeah. how I know when I'm super stressed yes. or how I know when I'm even minutely stressed is now through my body and through, you know, my stomach. And 
um, and other body things. You know, I've been able to learn so much when you tune into your body without that fear of like, Ooh, there's something medically wrong I need to fix. And with that, you know, communication with your body with, Oh, I need to regulate my nervous system or I need to stop stressing out so much. I need to stop, um, you know, all these thoughts that are creating me pain. And one of the big ones is regret. Mm. Yeah. I can tie it back to that. <laughs> Let's tie it back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, one of the whole areas you can, you know, kind of start to eliminate when you're like, maybe you've done this. You've probably heard Brooke um, with her self-talk where she said, I just decided for myself, I wasn't going to have negative self-talk anymore. And I just stopped doing it. And, you know, kind of that attitude of like, there's nothing good coming from it. It's not helping me in any way. I really would try to notice if I was actually learning anything from the past when I would think about the past and regret it, but I I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just, you know, what do you think? Just pressing replay. Yeah. Is what you were doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is really interesting because I think some clients come to me and it's very clear that they clear to me anyway that they want to sort of um explore their experience learn from it and grow forward mm-hmm. and then sometimes i think we also get stuck in let me just replay it and replay it and replay it and like mm-hmm. wait for some aha moment to happen yeah. And part of what I'm getting better at is distinguishing like who, who I'm the right fit to work with, um, based on how they want to explore their experience. And so, yeah, I think, um, coming in, like, let's center it back in on regret. I want to know what happens in our body when we keep telling ourselves, I regret my abortion, I regret my abortion, I regret my abortion. So, you know, maybe multiple, but yeah, what, what is happening for us when we're in that state? And can we use the power of our minds to change that? Or is regret just a thing that maybe we do regret it and we move on? I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Cause of course I think there can be yeah, cases where it, some are easier than others. So the first part you, where you said what happens when someone is, you know, kind of living in that regret and getting stuck in that place, what it sounds like to me, honestly, is the nervous system state of freeze, mm-hmm. where freeze is where um, you're so overwhelmed, you're so hopeless and helpless and um, don't feel like there's a way out that your body just prepares for death you, your, some of your organs stop functioning as well. Your Mm. blood flow changes. Um, you actually store fat more (laughs) so you could be on the best diet in the world, but your body is going to retain fat more. So there's these physiological changes that happen in our nervous system when we have thoughts like that. Right. And when we're shaming ourselves and we're stuck in guilt and that overwhelm, it's hard to even get out of. It's hard to even do the thought work to mm-hmm. get out of freeze because 
our prefrontal cortex is shut down when we're in freeze. That's yeah. why our, our, we have confusion, we have um, brain fog, we have fatigue, we have lethargy. It's just like this, you know, weight on our body. And, it, and if you think about it in the, the evolutionary way that it developed, it was really to like, if there was a predator that was so dangerous, you couldn't outrun it and you couldn't fight it, you would play dead and hope that that's your, your best chance of survival. And that sounds like probably what people would be going into if they're just regretting, 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 and not seeing any, you know, way forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, you said something about like, um, thought work's going to be really hard from that place. And it made me write down the question, like when thought when do we use thought work and when do we use body work (laughs) and maybe always, but when do we use both? Like, how do we start deciphering? Like, okay, I've been telling this myself, this story for so long. I'm stuck in this freeze response. Like I'm very like, this is living in my body. Yeah. Versus like, I just want to sort this out in my mind and grow Mm -hmm. forward. Like, how do we start understanding that? Yeah, that's a great question. I really love getting um, familiar with how the body feels and what it feels like in different states so that you start to know. So if it's um, feeling really heavy to, to try to do the thought work and you're not getting anywhere, you'll know that pretty quickly. And then you know, okay, the, the thought works like a top-down approach, but if that's not working, you need to try some bottom-up approaches. Um, you don't need to, but I would suggest that because, um, like you said, um, you know, if it's in the body, then it could just be some, some things that you could, you know, start to align yourself a little bit more, start to move out of that freeze. And then you can move into the thought work. It will, you'll, you'll know, you'll feel ready. So it's, it's kind of a, an art, a trial and error, and Mm -hmm. each person is going to be different. And so that's why the intuition piece is so important because, I can't tell for someone else exactly the the process of how many times they need to think it or it, but they'll know it in their body. Yeah. And so really, you know, when you start to know what it feels like to be in that calm, that parasympathetic calm state, then, then that's where you want to be. That's where you want to be making your decisions. If you have a thought that keeps you there, you know, that's a thought that's serving you. If you have other thoughts that you're not there and you're in freeze or you're in fight or flight, then, you know, those aren't the thoughts for you, or those aren't, you know, where you want to be going and spending your time. But when you can get to that calm state and recognize it, and even start to trust yourself there, make decisions from there, mm-hmm. then, um, that will be your guide. Cause it may be different even from one day to the next, the tools you use, right? It, you may think, oh, I'm always like thought work always works in this case, but one day it doesn't. So you have some other tools. Yeah. And sometimes I'll even, you know, do thought work as I'm tapping or something. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I think there's like a place of resistance versus curiosity. Like if you're really resisting Mm -hmm. thought work. Yes. Go for a walk. Like you said, do, do some tapping, go get like a I just had zero balancing massage 
right? Like go get some body work, move, exercise, like whatever you need to do. If you're, if you're resistant to the thought work, if you're curious, like you might not, I think there's that piece too. Like you might not be all in. I know this is exactly what I need, but like, you can be curious Yes. Like, am I, am I interested in exploring what's happening in my mind or am I resistant to it? Yes. And that's the place you want to come to thought from thought work from is like that curiosity. And also that's where you want to come to body work too. Like, am I interested in how this might be sitting or stuck in my body? Am I interested in the mind body connection? Yeah. What happens when we feel like we're in a calm like kind of grounded neutral intuitive place and we make a decision and then we look back and we're like that was the wrong decision it must not have been my intuition I must not have been in the right state I thought I was in the right state and then we get into this cycle of like not trusting ourselves I've done that absolutely (laughs) it's crazy making because as I've learned, um, cause I used to really think that way, like, oh, I made this decision from my intuition. And then if things didn't go the way that I wanted starting to just question everything from the foundation up. So I really saw how I could, I was developing my intuition with small things that were not as important. So I would, you know, like I'll do a sway test, like a muscle testing, yeah. a yes, no answer for which shampoo to buy, or, you know, if I should go to yoga or go on a walk, you know what I mean? Just like really simple things. So I started to really trust my intuition when it wasn't under a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and with a really, really important thing. And now that I trust my intuition so much in that sense, it's made it so easy for me to um, look at those times when I've made an intuitive decision and even though, you know, something that I know now, hindsight is always 2020, and I can think of how I would have wanted it differently, or, you know, why did it happen that way? I can just think, I made that decision from a place of intuition, so I know that was the right thing for me. And I can really now just let it go. And it was the most miraculous thing. I didn't really even expect it, but I noticed it happened a couple times with some, some pretty major things that I was disappointed about, you know, an opportunity to hang out with some really cool coaches that I would have seen at mastermind. And I didn't get the email because I was following my intuition that day, riding around on scooters and going to coffee shops. And I didn't check my email. And I was like, why didn't I check my email? I could have had this experience, but I had a fun day riding around the scooters and, you know, exploring. And in my mind, I was like, that doesn't seem like that would have been as cool as the other opportunity, but I know I was following my intuition that day. So I just can let it go. I can just think, you know, no, that's, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was re- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just, there was no emotion behind it. It was just like, nope, that's just fine. Yeah. It. And this example she's referencing is she was posting about this example. <laughs> um, when I was like, oh, that's so interesting. When we look back and let it go because we know we were trusting our intuition. Um, and that was the mastermind hanging out with coaches example. You were just referencing wow. 
even like this or something better. Or you had said we were just talking before about, you know, forgetting things and you said something better is going to come. Something better is going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I have some, a thought kind of like that, like, you know, it's this or something better. The universe is always looking out for me or Mm -hmm. things always work out for me. Those kind of thoughts helped me drop the regret too. Yeah. And I think sometimes those thoughts can feel like annoying, positive self-talk, me, me, like personal development world. But I love that, you know, the way to know the difference, everybody, is when you think the universe is looking out for me, like, and really feel it in your body. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, I love that you're, you know, you're the mind body person and that's how we know, like, can can I feel this in my body or am I just trying to like read it on a wall or a t-shirt and beat it into myself? Exactly. Your body ultimately is the best source. Yes. So a thought like the universe is always looking out for me when you've had you know, abusive relationships and abortions or failed birth control or whatever, if it doesn't feel good for you, that's not because it's not true. That's because it's not the right thought for you right now. And you have to find the one that feels better in your body. That is such a good point. And that, that thought took me some work to develop too. It Uh wasn't something that came very easily, but I, again, just like the little examples of making decisions with intuition, I, you know, I, every time I find a penny on the ground, I'm like, money comes easily to me. So, and I find money almost every day because someone always, you know, there's money around. And so, so it's like little ways throughout the day that I build that belief that things are working out for me. And I look for examples of that. So then it's easier to believe when the really crappy things happen that you're like, wait, no, but yeah, building that belief is important. Okay, I, I did take a little note that, and you just kind of brought us back to it, but um, I don't think I've ever talked on the podcast about this idea of leaning into your body and muscle testing and sway tests and stuff oh, like that. So um, I do use this tool myself. I don't think I've ever talked about it. It's really oh. helpful, a decision-making tool just like um, Betsy said, leaning into your intuition tool. Um, Sometimes even like, I'll get an intuitive answer from my body, but my mind is like, no, we're not doing that. And then that clarity of my mind is enough for me to move forward and know I moved forward with either mind or body clarity. But can you explain how one might build their intuition with leaning into their their body as a test like in like you mentioned the sway test the sway test yeah yeah um absolutely so it's interesting right it's it's maybe not for everyone so if this does not sound appealing to you don't feel like you have to use it it's maybe a little woo or whatever i'm doing air quotes woo but um But like you said, Amanda, I find it so helpful for making quick decisions, intuitive Mm -hmm. decisions. Um, It's, you know, it's been the best thing I've done for myself as far as developing my intuition was this sway test, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So 
what you do is, and there are different ways of muscle testing. The sway test is just one, but for the swaying, you stand with your feet shoulder width apart, you close your eyes. You ask yourself to calibrate a few yes or no questions. So you'd ask yourself, you know, is my name Betsy? And I would see if I feel a little bit of a sway forward or back. So it, it can be a little subtle. If you're feeling really tense about, oh, I didn't get an answer. Maybe try getting a glass of water. Taking I was a- just going to say, if you're not <laughs> hydrated, it won't work the same way. <laughs> yeah. So you want to be like calm as much as possible. You want to start with these really easy answers. You already know the uh, questions you already know the answers to what's your name and then you maybe ask a different name is my name Frank and feel oh I felt different and um, usually a sway forward is a yes and a sway backwards is a no but I've seen people where it's opposite so that's mm-hmm. why you want to calibrate with yourself what's a yes for me what's a no for me and then you can start to ask more questions from there and um, you know again like I said I wouldn't start with the the very biggest hardest question. <laughs> Should so, I have an abortion? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't start with that one. But if, you know, if you have, if you're wanting to take this journey, you know, you can, you could ask yourself a hundred questions during the day. Do I want to eat this or this, or, or I'll just hold, you know, the thing when I'm packing my suitcase, I just hold the clothing. Do I want to bring this or not? You know, I don't have to ask it. I just either sway. Mm-hmm. And since I've been doing it so much, I even now I can just feel that feeling in my body without having to stand and sway. Yeah. Um, there's, there's different ways of doing it where you rub your fingertips together. And if it's like smooth, it's a yes. And if it's, Ooh, sticky, I've never done that. Ooh, Amanda, this one's fun. Cause you don't have to stand up and sway. Yeah. <laughs> You could, do, so it you could do that in a meeting or something. Yeah, in your in a meeting, in your pocket. Um, and and again, I like to do it with just like going down the aisle in the supermarket and which brand of shampoo I want to buy. And you know, it's just fun to and, and I do have a belief that my body knows what products are best for it. And so then it it really builds this trust with myself, and then I feel good. And and you know, we know with placebos that what our brain believes like we can produce. So if we're like, this is going to help my hair, it probably will. So I like it. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do love that practice for learning to lean into my body and, um, and my intuition. And so the way this podcast evolved was when you start making decisions from this place, like I listen to myself, I listen to my body, I listen to you can believe that God is swaying you like whatever you want, right? Like, but when you start leaning in um, and slowing down and, and getting and listening and getting answers in this way, even if you end up, you know, regretting the thing that you were led to, it kind of keeps you in this place of, um, from, rather than a place of like distrust or anger or frustration, it may like you keeps you in at least a place of like curiosity, like, oh, this is interesting. This yeah. feels really wrong, but I know my body and spirit and intuition said it was right. Yes. So I might not be all on board that my intuition was right, but I've so practiced at this. I'm at least curious, like maybe something more is coming. Like maybe I, I can't see yet why this happened. Yeah. And, 
I think like some of us, one of the most common things I notice people learn after their abortions for those who want to learn from their abortions is like, I realized after my abortions, how much I wasn't listening to myself. I realized after my abortions, how out of touch I was with what I really wanted. I realized after my abortion, how much I don't listen to my intuition. And so even if you do have abortions in your past that you haven't figured out or or still regret or whatever, you can take this opportunity to, to be able to say, I had those abortions and then I learned to follow my intuition. Then I learned to listen to my body. Then I learned to like, so if it feels way too far reach to go back and like be okay with the decisions you've made, let it be a start forward and then see what happens. (laughs) But like use it as an opportunity to be like, I learned, I listened to a podcast. I learned about the spay test and then I changed my life all because I had those abortions. Yeah. Cause you make the best decisions you can with the information you have at the time. And if you don't have new information and you don't have those new ways of doing it, you can't hold yourself accountable for decisions you made before that information was even there. Yeah. And I definitely have people who say like, but I didn't make the best decision I could have at the time. And it's really gets really tricky. Was that because you weren't following your intuition or was Mm. that because like, there were other influences at play Mm -hmm. because we're looking back in hindsight and we can't really look back in hindsight and tell ourselves I could have done better. I should have done better. Yes. Um, Because we don't actually know, like we, we don't know. And so even if it's true that you didn't make the best decision you could have at the time you were in Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, you can start doing that now. Yeah. And start making better decisions now. Yeah. And for the record, they've shown that our memories are horrible (laughs) and they're horribly reliable. So especially when trauma is involved, um, memories are even less reliable. So digging in the past, blaming yourself from the past. I mean, that's just really another form of regret. So we're not, we're not going to dwell in regret more than we have to. There's really no reason for it. And yeah, moving forward. Yeah, gonna... what is my what is my regret statement is an interesting question. Like, is it oh, yeah. I regret my abortions and my life is ruined? Oh. I regret my abortions and I use it as an opportunity to start to learn yeah. to understand my intuition. Yeah. I I I don't regret my abortions. Like what what is your statement about it and what do you want to do with it? moving forward because that's the part that matters is what do you want to do with it yeah yeah I did want to also just mention when you're making those intuitive decisions you kind of alluded to this but they don't always feel good like a hundred percent yes this is my abortion story right and like I hate this answer yes yes (laughs) yeah so Thank I feel you. Like, yeah, my like my intuition, like I kind of feel it in my chest. Um, some people feel it more in their stomach or their solar plexus. Um, so so I can have a yes there, 
And then I can still have fear about the thing I'm going to do. I can still have, you know, concern about how the people are going to react. I can still worry about the money it costs. You know, I, those can all be there because I have a human brain and they're going to be there. In fact, my brain is working when I make a decision and it gives me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it. That's what a human brain is supposed to do. So we just want to be so like, again, the more you can trust that intuitive place, the easier it is to hear that chatter as just chatter when it comes up. And I like that place of curiosity you were talking about. I've had that where I'm like, oh, wow, that's fascinating that there's so much fear, even though this is a yes for me. Yes. I think in like, um, I don't know, like the, the way we're presented intuition, a lot of times it's this like magical, spiritual, beautiful thing, easy. but really it's so just easy. a knowing. It's just a knowing. And sometimes knowing doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, I know that the world can be a really terrifying place. Like it's just truth doesn't always feel good. And intuition is like tapping into truth. Yeah. Um, your yeah. intuition will lead you to do things that help you grow and evolve. And yes. change. And so there by nature will be some discomfort there. So if yeah. you're following your intuition and it also feels uncomfortable, it's because you're going in the right direction yes. because staying stagnant doesn't feel good either. So yeah. 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 I always have said like, it would have been easier for me to keep that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that would have been the easy thing to do. That would have been the feel good thing to do. Yeah. But everything in me said, no, mm-hmm. this is not, you, you need to have an abortion. Like this is not a pregnancy that is supposed to come through that was like yeah but it'd be so much easier to just do what I know how to do which is be a mom (laughs) but everything in me felt sick about what I knew was true and I'm so glad I followed my intuition (laughs) even though it didn't feel good Yeah. yeah yeah okay um, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about a million things and nothing at all, all at the same time. So is there anything you've, you did just share your, wait, let me just say one more thing, but anything you came wanting to say or want to close with before we wrap up? Hmm. No, I think that was, I think that was it. I think just the, the tuning into the body, the work that I do is with people who have chronic pain and um, they tune into their bodies because their body is screaming because it hurts, but, um, any kind of, you know, and that may even be harder to tune into your body. So I bet some of your clients have a hard time even tuning into their bodies too, when there's been pain and trauma. And so, um, it's counterintuitive to want to lean into your body when your body's been an enemy or something you can't trust. Yeah. But um, just like with processing emotions, as we do as coaches, um, the more you can, you know, kind of feel what the emotion feels like, be with the sensation, you know, kind of process through some of those things, those feelings in your body, just neutrally being with them, get a coach if, you know, if that sounds confusing, Um, but that is, that will give you so much um, information, this, this power source, when you can connect to your intuition, 
it's like um, plugging in a vacuum to vacuum the floor versus just taking the vacuum and running it all over the floor without <laughs> right without it plugged in right like things will be easier there will be more serendipities in your life you will um you know be able to work less and have more things happen it's it's instead of resisting so much you start kind of going more with the flow and mm -hmm. allowing mm -hmm. and it, it's yeah. it's worth it yeah one thing i learned in when i studied chinese medicine a little bit was like your emotional state can create physical sensations in your body, but then yeah. physical sensations in your body can also create emotional states. Yeah. It like goes both yeah. ways, which is really yeah. fascinating. So sometimes, you know, maybe I am aging and my kidneys are, I mean, this is like, I don't know why I jumped to kidneys. <laughs> right. But like, whatever, maybe my, maybe I am aging and my kidneys are not as strong as they used to be. And it, and it, that natural aging process is also connected to fear I'm having, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. there's a, there's like, sometimes it yeah. is just a physical thing, but that too creates this mind body thing cycle that yeah. happens. And yeah, our goal is not to like necessarily control it, but to be aware of it. Yes. <laughs> and the exactly. awareness is what like releases. Yes aware and not like freaked out. Cause sometimes people take it the other way and they're like, oh my gosh, everything I think now is, you know, have to be super, super careful of, but you just want to, you know, just try to in the majority, you know, you're not going to control all of your thoughts. And in even those instances I talked about, you know, I had no regret. I mean, it's like, there were those little shadows of like, but what if, you know, so it's a process and just being okay with, you're going to have the range of emotions. That's normal. <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah so good okay thank you so much and um you told us at the beginning of the show a little bit but where's the best place to find you uh I like Instagram as far as like you know fun stuff I've been putting me out too. my latest <laughs> content yeah so you can find me there at body and mind life coach I have a website bodyandmindlifecoach.com just oh and then my podcast um is unstoppable body and mind so nice. if you're interested in hearing more about the mind and body connection and all the current neuroscience, that's amazing. Uh, I talk about it all there. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amanda. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.